Welcome to 3-Minute Ministry Mentor. I'm your host, Eileen Campbell-Reed. In Season 5, we are excited to bring you interviews and conversations to inform and inspire your practice of ministry and nurture your pastoral imagination. have a ritual, a time where we can honor in a small, tangible way the vocational losses and griefs that many of us feel as we walk through our lives and do the work to which we have been called. We promised on this day that we would um, give time to honor our vocational losses and griefs. And so now's the time to get that piece of paper you know what, you can use the smallest thing. You can use a little bitty paper. You don't have to have a big piece of paper for this activity. Uh, it can be a small piece of paper or a post-it note, or if you've got it, a full sheet of paper. Even in the very best circumstances of our lives and work, loss is a part of the equation. Recently, I shared the idea that I learned from my friend and a colleague who works at Vanderbilt Divinity School named Dr. Melissa Snar uh, some years ago, probably eight or nine, I'm not exactly sure the number of years ago, when she shared with me after I was pouring out some of my frustrations about my work and about my vocational life. And she paused in the, uh, we were standing together after a worship service uh, at a church and she said you're feeling vocational grief and it was such a, a profound moment to re recognize uh, and have named for me what I was experiencing my frustrations at the losses at the brick walls I was banging into at the time and the incongruence between what I thought my vocation would be and what it was turning out to be in that moment and there are many ways that the things we hope and expect and long for in our vocations don't always come to pass. Sometimes those are circumstances far, far beyond our control. So it's a not, a, not a matter of us doing something differently or better to prevent those losses. Those losses come without any effort from our, on our part. We just live into circumstances that create grief. And sometimes there are simply opportunities that aren't lost, but just never materialize. So I asked friends uh, after several uh, personal conversations in the last month uh, with different people about their vocational loss and grief. I asked on Facebook a few, a couple of weeks ago, um, if I'm going to write a piece about vocational loss and grief, what do I need to be sure not to leave out? And dozens and dozens and dozens of people wrote important, long, poignant, devastating losses that they live with related to their vocations. And it's what gave birth to our deciding to hold this gathering today. It's important that we acknowledge our grief 
and one of the reasons vocational loss is so hard to name is because it's complex and because it's often ambiguous. Pauline Boss coined the phrase ambiguous loss some years ago, and she helps us understand how our losses are not always clear cut. In the, in the experience of the death of a loved one, there's something of clarity to that loss. The person was living and then they are not. And we have grief that may go on throughout our lives, but the loss is a bit more permanent. With ambiguous loss, often the sometimes person, but also the experience of life is both present and not present. Our vocations aren't gone necessarily, but we've lost things from them and we don't have many ways to name or acknowledge that in our cultural traditions in this part of the world. So recognizing that they are ambiguous losses because there are aspects of our vocations certainly that are here. And yet there may be parts of our vocations, our work that have gone missing or been harmed and created a sense of grief. So what I want to invite you to do today is take that piece of paper that you brought and whatever size it is, I want you to fold it in half. And when you get it folded in half, then I want you to have on the outside, put your own name. And on the other part of the outside, I want you to put some of the vocational defining words that are important to you. We could put many things that we're called to. Um, I put down some of mine. Mom and spouse and minister, professor, coach, mentor, writer. Whatever names, words, jobs that you do that are part of your vocation. That's what I want you to put on the outside of this folded piece of paper. And then I want you to take the next few minutes. We're going to give you a few minutes of music and soft music and quiet. And I want you to take time to fill out two things on the inside. These are really examine questions. I want you to spend a, a, a few words on the half, top half of your paper, whichever half, doesn't matter. And write down some of the joys and delights of your vocation. Some of those things that you dearly love about what you're called to do. No matter what you're called to do, teach, care for children, uh, work in a church, uh, be an organizer, be a professor, no matter what your vocation, what are the joys and delights? And then on the other half of the paper, I want you to take time to write down the losses and the griefs of your vocation that you are experiencing. And so we're going to simply turn on the music again and allow you time to put those things into this piece of paper and then I'll give you a little word more of what we'll do with it.
Some of you may still be putting those notes into your piece of paper. I want you to think about how it is that the world sees us. They know our names, even our own families. They may know what we do, even our own communities of faith or uh, friends. They know the jobs we have. Perhaps some of them do, some of them don't. But that's the outside. That's who they see, the presentation we give. But we are so much more complex. We have so much more inside of ourselves, both in the way of, got it upside down, we'll leave it that way, joy and delight and also grief and loss. And I had you make this very simple little object just as a reminder to yourself of how complex you are, how full of wonder and delight you are, whether everyone can see it or not, how many losses and griefs you may be carrying with you. Maybe the words were very full on the page for you. This is the more like the fullness of who you are. We can never reduce any of our lives to a piece of paper. But I hope that it might be a symbol for you, a way to honor that your complexity and to acknowledge you're a person who carries both joy and delight and loss and grief through your life and through your work. And that when you meet anyone else, you can be sure they are just as complex and maybe more than you can imagine. And it gives us a way to even pray for ourselves by naming more of the complexity of who we are. And as a way of praying, I want to invite uh, Reverend Kelly Cawthon Friels to bring a prayer now. I want to invite you to take a moment to notice the presence of the divine within you, around you in the physical space that you inhabit in this moment, and within everyone gathered on this call. God, our comforter, we come to you today with heavy hearts as we grieve loss throughout our vocational journeys. This work you've called us to is beautiful and life-giving, but it is also challenging and life-taking. We've been told either implicitly or explicitly that we should be nothing but grateful to do your work of kingdom building and service, but on this day, we rebuke the lie that we aren't allowed to acknowledge that this work is also hard and heavy. Instead of believing that lie, we bring our grief to the one who wept outside his friend's tomb, the Christ who knows loss, the Christ who knows grief. We bring our grief not that we would lay it down to rid ourselves of the pain, but that so you might help us carry it that you might teach us how to move forward with joy in one hand and grief in the other, that you might help us make peace with the what could have beens, so we can find life in the right now and the whatever's next. So God, we grieve for many things, for the places we thought were a perfect fit, for the places that were a perfect fit, but life got in the way, for the dry spells when no one seems to be hiring, at least not for someone like us. 
for the conflicts that lead to schisms and splits, the people we have loved and lost, for the relationships that just never seem to get better, for the folks who only see our mistakes no matter how hard we try, for the communities who say they want to be inclusive but protest every change that would achieve that goal, for the communities who did hire us but did nothing to combat the queer phobia, racism, ableism, and sexism embedded in the DNA of the organization, thereby curating our departure before the ink on our offer letter even dried. For the severed relationships that come with departure, for the calling we thought we understood, for the doubts, for the lack of closure, for the things in our heart, on the hearts of those gathered today that we have written in our examine, and maybe even for those that have not yet been named. For all of these griefs, we ask that you would be Elroy, the one who sees. For all of this pain, we ask that you would be Jehovah Rapha, the one who heals. Hold us, Lord, heal us, comforter. Help us to not grow bitter, but to instead grow in compassion. Let us not lose our tenderness, as we build the resolve to follow your call wherever it leads. Hold us, heal us. It is in your name that we ask all of these things. Amen. We are grateful that each one of you has come today to join in this time of remembering and honoring, praying and seeing so that we might be more present to our own lives as we move forward into them. Blessings and peace as you go. Thank you for listening to three minute ministry mentor for more podcasts weekly episodes videos and blogs please visit us at 3mmm.us forward slash welcome i am your host eileen campbell reed and i believe what you are doing matters let us know how we can support you